What's up, everybody? It is Craig. It is Mondays. Of course, that means it's another Make More Money Monday sponsored by truckstop.com segment. And now, whether with me live or, you know, just listening to uh, me on the podcast, I'm definitely glad you're here because I'm definitely glad to be here to talk everything freight. Uh, more in particular, how to make more money, how to save money, you know, all that jazz um, that has to do with money in the industry. And now, uh, you know, <laughs> every time I say make more money, I think about that uh, tune. There's a, uh, a podcast called The Motley, uh, the Motley Fool, The Motley Fool, whatever, um, you know, on, on the Apple Store or the Spotify. Uh, but every time they start up, you know, the host there, uh, he always starts with that money, money, money theme song. Every time I'm starting up, I'm playing this uh, uh, this theme song, you know, in my head. I wish I can, you know, somehow put it up here, but I'm not that technical. I mean, having this microphone, as you can see here, if you're listening, you can't see it, can just hear about it. But like this microphone, you know, this kind of high speed for me, because I'm all about technology and transportation. But when it comes to technology to um, improve things or things I'm doing, sometimes I'm late to the late to the party. However, uh, uh, I'm not the only one late to the party when it comes to being late, um, you know, so there's that. And uh, but anyways, thank you for being here. Uh, I post up in the groups. Um, I'm just posting, as you can see lately, just posting in our groups, uh, freight brokers and truck drivers, as well as our freight broker majority group uh, named Freight Brokers. Um, and of course, my page, Trucking News and Craig Bliss um, there. So uh, usually I just kind of dive into it, but today, I kind of want to say, um, you know, something that I am grateful for. And now today, I'm actually grateful for two things. Um, the first one being living in Arizona. You know, it's November. I'm still walking around in, you know, a t-shirt um, half the week or so. And so I can definitely be grateful for that. Um, not only that, uh, Arizona doesn't believe in this daylight savings time. So unlike the rest of the country here, possibly even world don't know um everybody flipped their clocks you know they forward or back yesterday except arizona because we don't do that here so i'm definitely grateful for that because i mean as well maybe i could say three things i'm grateful for now i am only two hours behind eastern time zone instead of three because we all know if you're you know like i say here if i get up past like 5 5 30 a.m i feel like it's already late you know to the entire country I wake up at six i usually have missed calls from drivers on the eastern time zone you know wanting to talk freight or whatever and so it's uh quite not challenging it's just quite annoying takes a minute to get used to um you know from that because i'm ready to rock and roll you know at 5 30 but not to like work <laughs> i like 5 30 in the morning um you know being on my time here uh but nonetheless it's uh i'm glad i'm here like i said november it could be worse in december excuse me in illinois where i'm from already before even december it was already snowing you know the halloween got pushed back a few days for my uh, uh nieces and nephew there in illinois because they got a few inches of snow whatever can't relate to that one because it is warm here it's actually warm in these offices you know once it hits like 3 p.m this time the main building like flips the ac basically turns it off heats up like an oven inside the uh office here but nonetheless um but I just want to start with saying what I'm grateful for. Maybe I'll include that in, you know, future segments, but something more real um, that I'm grateful for, you know, beyond that. But I'm sure everybody is noticing all this ELD 
uh, uh, noise in the groups lately. I mean, um, uh, industry acquaintance of mine, Steve Oatley with Freight Broker Live. Uh, he, he just told me moments ago that he got, you know, nearly 100,000 views, impressions, clicks, whatever. Um, on his last post about the ELD shutting down, you know, Omnitrex, I believe, a Canadian company. Um, but between the ELD shutdown, the petitions going around, uh, everybody's opinions on, you know, one side or another, there is a lot of ELD engagement going on, especially for these people who are um, pumped up about these petitions going around, you know, like going around next to me. But my main question is, what does everybody think about the e the recent ELD uh, epidemic? <laughs> and now I say epidemic to be funny, but I think, you know, the ELD shutting down kind of reminds me of like that Y2K stuff back, you know, it was flipping from 1999 to 2000. You know, I just watched something from Freightways, you know, 10, 15 minutes ago. They even mentioned Y2K. So I find that pretty hilarious because if I just randomly think of that, everybody must be thinking how it was very similar to that Y2K um you know nonsense but you know regardless i didn't get down into the uh nitty-gritty here hello nico <laughs> i didn't get into the nitty-gritty uh with it here but basically what i'm coming out with you know omnitrack who manages the elds they clearly had a connectivity um issue here because you know they quit you know the machines quit talking to the other machines devices more or less quit talking to you know the servers or whatnot so data was lost drivers scrambling drivers had to pull out a pen and paper and go back to um you know log books and now of course that probably didn't affect the uh more veteran truck drivers if you will but i guarantee you it affected a lot of the newer truck drivers maybe a lot of those truck drivers who jumped into the game you know end of last year uh, beginning of last year 2018 when the market was hot so they didn't get a chance to do the eld um excuse me let's go back so they didn't have a chance to you know drive um they didn't have the chance to actually, you know, drive, you know, relying on the paper logs. So I just kind of thought that was funny. But basically what I'm hearing from is I don't know all that nitty gritty, but basically from what I'm hearing is Omnitrack sent out an email to all their customers, partners, you know, weeks ago, week ago, um, asking them to do a required update. And now, as you can see here from the mega carriers, can't remember, but I know it's Knight, you know, Knight Swift, um, Schneider, of course. I mean, there has to be a few other ones regardless. They obviously did not do the required update because they went dark. Uh, not them, actually the drivers sitting at the truck stops. They went pretty dark randomly just overnight because those ELDs just quit talking. And now, of course, it caused a lot of stress, as you can see, and as uh, Steve Oley with Freight Broker Live mentioned, because a lot of drivers had no idea what to do. A lot of them were just told to revert to paper logs, but a lot of them saying, paper log? How, how, how do you do a paper log? And I know even some mentioned, uh, you know, Facebook groups jokingly, you know, the more veteran owner operators, and they were even saying that they were helping drivers. Uh, no, actually, I take it back. It was in CDL, CDL for Life group. They were even helping, you know, more newer drivers. Um, I'm sorry, I keep getting text, so I keep looking at the screen, getting mixed up. But they were helping drivers, you know, the new drivers figure out how to do a damn paper log because these people do not, you know, know how to do it. I shouldn't find it humorous, but I kind of do because, you know, when this whole ELD crap came along, you know, um, everybody was saying that will affect the uh, older drivers more because it's kind of this technology game, you know, the uh, least technology learning curve. But what I find out or what I find is funny is kind of uh, ironic when, you know, the ELD shut down and kind of back to paper log, which everybody kind of wants. The new drivers are just 
I don't know, scrambling here. But I mean, that's basically what it is. You know, that um, there's a few posts in my group, at least two or three. You know, when news articles get posted like numerous times, you know, more than two times, I usually start declining them in the group because, I mean, you read it once or twice, you're good to go. We don't need everybody, Tom, Dick, and Joe, sharing the same news article over and over again. But I'm saying this because that petition that's going around. Not exactly sure who's created it. I'm going to look it up after this video because I just thought about it when I said that. Um, but I'm sure they're having a heyday with this ELD nonsense right now because, of course, they're trying to make moves in the industry um, with the ELD petition. I believe it's on the whitehouse.gov official website. They need like 100,000 signatures to make it, uh, you know, past the you know, government's desk, whoever, someone with a bigger job title than I do, their desk to make a determinate determination about it. A couple things with it. You know, when it comes to the ELD uh, repeal, I'm not exactly sure how I feel about it because a lot of it comes down to the just the hours of service. And I suppose, you know, years ago before the, um, where you were required to have the ELD, even when paper logs were the thing, all these larger carriers were already doing it. And at, at the time I worked at a shipper. And so we didn't have really, you know, much issues with late drivers, you know, stuff like that. We have the normal issues and annoyances that mega carriers bring, like accepting all loads and dropping off, you know, an hour before. But, but I mean, it's, you know, they were already not using paper logs. And so I say that because my line of thought and understanding is coming from that years ago where uh, I, you know, I never seen really issues as a broker or even as a shipper where I had issues, uh, you know, with that there. Nonetheless, I know a lot of people, again, like with this repeal, they want it out of there. But there's a line, the whole reason why I bring this up, because there's a line that said on that repeal, whoops, oh, my, my laptop's under here, so I have to look down. But um, on that repeal, the ELD, and I wish I had the title of the exact, uh, um, the petition, or at least the person or the organization created it. But they said the reasoning for this repeal is this. They put, we believe the ELDs have caused drivers anxiety to such levels that many now recklessly speed to beat the clock. And now, mm, I don't know. When I read that line, all I could think about is that one line. You know, all I could literally think about is that one line because I just feel with a petition that's getting this much traction, you know, this much engagement, they could have stated a more stronger reasoning for the reasoning that they um, that they wanted the appeal. I mean, especially on the WhiteHouse.gov, you know, petition website. Nonetheless, it's always great to make a stand. That's one of our rights being here in the great America or the great United States of America. And so I'm all for petitions. Like, don't get me wrong. I mean, drivers throw out petitions all the time. Brokers possibly have done it. I don't know. <laughs> But again, you know, I'm sure they're all jumping with joy because anything to talk about ELDs or any negative news for the ELDs kind of bumps up that petition. Now we see it a lot more. I've declined it probably seven times today alone. And again, for the one or two people who ever, you know, ask me over and over why I keep declining it, because already in the group numerous times, you know, it's been signed, been signed by a lot of people I know and respect. Um, I think Steve Oatley, I keep mentioning him because I just watched his video before this. Same thing as freight waves, so the name stuck in my head, I guess. Uh, but he said at one time, you know, he did not support the uh, the repeal, you know, whatever. 
uh, petition, but now he does. I don't know the exact reason for why he does versus why he didn't do there. But my stance is, I'm not sure. I'm not a driver, so I feel like I won't have the most educated opinion about it. I don't work in insurance, so I have no risk, you know, assessment with the ELD stuff. But I can tell you from just being a human, you know, the ELDs, I definitely don't want to be, have my time babysitted. I, you know, the first thing that comes to my mind is all the time, which equals money with those devices. You know, that shippers ways, the receivers ways, e even brokers, when they send you to one spot or the another, um, I could definitely feel the pain points and relate uh, to the drivers there. To me, I would wish, you know, that ELD, re uh, keep saying repeal. Yeah, repeal. I wish they had a stronger stance and maybe um, put out a petition to maybe change the language or at least what you can or cannot do instead of just trying to make the petition to completely throw it out. Because, I mean, as it turns out, um, I believe it will probably be thrown, that petition be thrown out. Um, you know, and it's entirely just because kind of the way it's worded. But again, I'm, I'm not the grammar, please. I don't care how it's worded. I'm just saying parts of it really stuck out to me and didn't stick out to me in a good way. It was mainly of like, ugh, I think they could have used, I don't know, better language in there. But nonetheless, it's a great thing. I support it. You know, I, I don't care either way. Um, but it's not about this. You know, on today's Make More Money Mondays, I actually want to talk about finding freight. I was going to say, you know, how to be a broker and agent, but way too many people um, will misinterpret that. And I'm not here to teach you how to broker freight or become a freight agent. I'm mainly here as an ally, main, you know, mainly a trucker's ally, logistics coach, however. Um, but I want to talk about how drivers can find their own loads, how they can broker their own freight, if you want to use that word. In particular, finding those good loads, those ones that actually bring in the dollars to keep your wheels turning, you know, keep the profits going up without paying an independent dispatcher or just without, you know, just settling on a load, you know, just because you're tired of waiting all day. And now I do want to say, as I say a few things, I know a ton of people who work as independent dispatchers or possibly have a dispatch agency. This is nothing against those people. I talk with them a lot, you know, if not every other day, at least weekly, nothing against them. It's just I have no stance or, you know, bias towards one, you know, part of the industry or another. So I basically just kind of say how it is. But, you know, drivers, we're getting to this era of the new age technology. And I feel like I was saying that word like six months ago, but I'm telling you, it's really, it's, uh, it's really kind of getting into that new age. Now, in this new age of technology, a lot of these features are here not to help the broker or let the brokerage, whatever, or the shipper. It is really here to help the owner operator small fleet carrier. Now, a lot of them, these tools or features are released, you know, marketed towards brokers, but in actuality, anything to save time on booking loads or make more money, my opinion, kind of to the benefit of the driver. And that's like, and that's why, excuse me, why I like talking about it. And the same reason why when I see articles kind of labeled towards or geared towards freight brokers about how to make them more money, you know, by other publications. I try to twist it around in five ways that drivers can use the same steps to make more money. And now the publication, uh, Transport Topics, they actually just post an article talking about small but growing fleets are now adapting to the technology or making the technology leap. And I've actually been talking about this for months. <laughs> I feel like at least since the beginning of the year about using technology. I believe one of my first videos was about technology. Um, 
but it's interesting how more and more publications or you know logistics news outlets they're talking about technology i'm going to mention him again steve oatley Bray broker live here he just mentioned about technology which is quite interesting because above you know i mentioned about um not all drivers are excited about excuse me not all brokers are excited about changes but some are and steve oatley you know he's an agent for i'm not sure what brokerage he has but he has an agency of his own you know he talks about how he's excited for the you know the technology changes and those are the brokers that will succeed or the agents that will because you know all these tools are make life easier you know some brokers i talk to like no 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 i'm not you know introducing those because that's basically pushing me out of my job well so is you know the apps like redfin you know but that's like you know with the real estate kicking the real estate agent and only keeping real estate brokers it's a very similar service however you still have agents okay real estate agents same thing here with all these tools they're basically made to eliminate the broker you can slice it dice it say however you want to word it uh but a lot of them they're mainly to eliminate the broker or the dispatcher is disguised as you know helping the driver you know use more resources have more resources um but that's what they're really for is to kick out the brokerage or to kick out the broker do i think a broker would become absolutely you know extinct of course not because in a lot of situations you definitely still need broker brokers like human brokers and not uh machines i think um by the time brokers you're you know are obsolete probably won't be in my lifetime i don't have kids but i doubt it would be in their lifetime but anyways the reason why i like this new technology is because more shippers are now posting and hopes that carriers will reach out to them and book directly with them. And what I hear talking about is like the freight place marketplace or the freight marketplaces, the book it now. It's not exactly sure what is a definition of a freight marketplace. But from my understanding, I guess in simple terms, because that's what I like. It's, you know, it's a place where people with freight meet with people who want freight and they have all the tools and the features mixed in between to kind of make those happen here. And now I like it because as I said, the shippers are now posting loads on there looking for carriers. This is different from last year. We can all remember in this course on the um, speaking to the brokers here. If you can remember because shippers, even if they had access to load boards, they would tell you or at least they told me, uh, we don't want to deal with it. We don't want to post. Let me know what it is. You know, and they just move along the day. I had a couple customers that were exactly like that. I say customers, but they were shippers. You know they had access to load boards but they did not use it because they just continue user you know brokers this is changing people shippers are now going direct to carriers they want to go to carriers and let me tell you owner operators have been begging for this for years i mean if you think about it this is how load finding should be i mean shippers should go on there post freight that they look for drivers drivers post they deliver it all fine and dandy of course, you need brokers in some situations, but to find certain loads, book it yourself. <laughs> but regardless, but now, main part of this technology, especially with uh, you know shippers posting more loads, you have these book it now features. You know, truckstop.com they have one. They have more recent. Um, you know, they have all the publications going around right now. How they teamed out with Schneider. There's other companies out in the mix with these book it now features that allow drivers to instantly book loads without negotiating with the broker over the phone. How about that, people? I mean, this is just crazy. That's how it should be. Like, why do you need a room full of dispatchers just phone dialing when a driver could sit in his truck, you know, pumping fuel 
scroll down and click book and move, you know, go about his day. That's exactly how it should be. They're starting to do it now. Um, you know, it, it is quite interesting with the booking now. A lot of them say, and this is kind of off topic, but, you know, align with it. A lot of them say that these book it nows are based off a of fair market rate. I mentioned in my last video and I still didn't get all the information I need. Maybe I should reach out to truck stop uh, to ask them about it. But it says about carriers can book fair market rates, you know, instantly using the book it now. I'm wondering who sets it, who determines this fair market because I can tell you one thing, my fair market and your fair market is probably a lot different. And I'm not saying that toward or against any company. I am just wondering, and I'm sure a lot of drivers are kind of wondering what in the hell is fair market? Because a lot of brokers claim something is fair market, even though that's showing like dollars more, um, dad or truckstop.com rate index, you know, what have you. Um, but another reason why I like this, you know, these technology advanced of the new era technology, it stops people from feeding off of your dollar, okay? That's probably the best way I can say it to keep it clean on Facebook. But it keeps people from eating off your dollars, people. I mean, it's, uh, I mentioned it before when dispatchers, you know, dispatch broker loads of drivers and the crazy amount of percentages that just sliced off right off the top before a driver even has a chance to get a rate confirmation, you know? So these new age, age technologies, that's the little word I'm using. These new age technologies stops people from eating off your hard earned dollar. Because I mean, if you're using a dispatcher, they can kind of go. If you're using that dispatcher, find your loads, they can probably go. Once you get on board with all these, you know, these new technology features, because, you know, I guess there's a few points. I'm going to, I'm going to eat my words a little bit, kind of backtrack. There's a few great valid points for dispatchers, dispatch agents, or independent dispatch agencies, or load finders, whatever you want to call them, that assist owner ops and carriers with their operations and load finding, you know, stuff. But with companies like truckstop.com releasing features that help drivers book better freight, you know, especially book it now features, what's the point of paying these dispatchers, you know, five, eight, 10%? I have heard of some dispatchers, independent dispatchers and agencies charging, you know, more than 10%, which is robbery more so than highway robbery. Uh, but nonetheless, with these, you can kiss them goodbye, <laughs> at least for the load planning portion of that. And now, of course, as I said, you know, a lot of these dispatchers are great for other things such as, um, you know, uh, the back end stuff, billing, I got mixed up a little bit. Maybe paper management, other management stuff there. Um, but like I said, you don't need them. When you have these freight marketplaces emerging and helping drivers. And now, again, I just can't stop thinking, like when you honestly think about it, why wasn't trucking like this like five or 10 years ago? And now kind of pushing off, you know, I always look at things and all eyes, like perspective of the carrier and broker, both brokerages and uh, trucking operations. You know, I can even see brokerages downsizing a lot. You know, I, I'm sure a lot of truck drivers, carriers don't know, but inside of brokerage, there's a lot of uh, non-revenue generating positions, if you will. And one of them is finding carriers to book the broker loads, okay? You can't technically make money in that position at the, for the brokerage because they're just there to find carriers in a sense to save money, okay? Or to keep within budget of what the brokerage wants. So in these non-revenue generating positions, they can almost be eliminated because you have technology kind of taken over for that. I mean, it's, um, again, you still need brokerages, you still need staff, you still need dispatchers. Um, 
but it's just more hands being removed out of the pot kind of stopped eating off of your dollar which i think will kind of be reflected with rates um kind of across the boards but um i'm i'm sorry i'm just now looking at the call uh the collins the comments here and now another thing i want to mention here i switched it from i used to record and do my videos off of my webcam off my computer and just the microphone i suppose that's built in as it turned out now i have a webcam mounted on a tripod and the speaker and so i'm not looking at my computer screen anymore and so i i just didn't see the comments up till now uh <laughs> nico here uh he got a box that needs to be picked up in phoenix to phoenix wants to load for me 300 bucks remove that i will do it i know you got it you called me a few times um but i'm doing it live so i get back to you there that's funny oh i see michael can do it okay <laughs> nico if you see this uh uh the guy michael can do it um there we go maybe that'll be a good one does michael live in phoenix here you know i'm finding more and more people who live in phoenix if you're a truck driver freight broker an agent dispatcher someone who talks freight or works with you know logistic service providers and live in around phoenix let me know people you know i'm, I'm in phoenix i'm uh north phoenix scottsdale area uh, you know i live and work here um uh, i'm always looking to meet up you know a network i met up with you know a number of brokerage owners a number of carriers especially when we did those gift card giveaways i met up with two or three truck drivers in phoenix i want to meet up with more and there's a ton i was really hoping to it's just they were way out in buckeye you know halfway to la and i'm way up here uh but you know regardless but if you're here yeah let's you know meet up you know sometime whatever a meet and greet put the name to the face kind of helps networking opportunity a little bit stronger you guys know me i'm all about match people with freight to the people looking for freight because i'm no longer a broker so it doesn't affect me um nico mike's asking you questions there uh craig like where is this marketplace okay great question mike okay yes and so okay so this is slowly rolling out with truck stop so what truck stop has released actually like it's probably been two or three weeks ago by now um at this point truck stop released features or they teamed up with schneider to release that book and now feature and what that book and now does it allows drivers to instantly book the loads instead of dealing with you no know, brokers over the phone um at a predetermined or at a fair market you know rate right now it is my understanding truck stop and schneider the only p or truck stop has only partnered with schneider as like a pilot program with a freight marketplace but i'm bringing it up now because more brokerages and especially shippers by the dozen are going to start signing up for these services as they start emerging you know more and more and that's why i want to mention now because as i say other companies are already doing this um it's just truck stop they're releasing you know more features right now um and again other companies are but drivers need to get on board with this now of course because you know once it becomes popular you want to be one of those you know people on there yeah brian i think <laughs> i'm with you on that uh but anyways there yeah that's uh that's that but i i also want to mention there's a guy i speak to um him and his wife actually rebecca and chad t they have a group um on facebook it's an owner operated group or a group for uh truck drivers i believe maybe there's you know other people in there owner operators mentoring group i believe it is their owner operators mentorship nonetheless you know he actually commented on one of my posts saying that he spoke with truckstop.com you know sometime back talking about these features talk about freight marketplaces talking about ways to enhance the driver experiencing experience using their technology 
And now, you know, two or three weeks later, I suppose this technology is emerging. So it's pretty interesting. You know, it's not only truckstop.com, but other companies are starting to hear what drivers have to say and starting to make changes in the industry. I keep saying it took them long enough. However, we're here. The people in business right now, you can call them like the early adopters, you know, uh, for the technology. But going back, I'm sorry, I got lost my train of thought. Going back to that Schneider thing. You know, Schneider right now, they're the only ones who are doing this program with Truck Stop with the Book and Now features. However, that will change because more brokerages, more shippers, you know, will start getting on it. Definitely want to be the one of the earliest ones on there. But because not for a reason what you think, but for reasons that you want to start building relationships now while everybody's still new on there. Okay. We all know who's on the low boards. You know, we see it all the time. You know, when you scan the low boards, you know exactly who's on there. Same thing with shippers. When they start getting on this thing, um, they, they're going to start recognizing faces just by seeing them consistently on there. So go ahead and start doing that. But as I was just telling Michael about the truck stop, you know, I just talked about a little bit earlier. I don't see all this technology go going completely mainstream for years. I don't know how long, so I don't want to put, you know, a year on it. And then people start attacking me through Messenger here. But who knows? I think it will honestly be years. But the main takeaway from all this is the technology is coming. So you need to adapt now. So you're not left in the dust, you know, once it is mainstream, but you know, kind of going back to the familiar faces when I'm thinking about like Phoenix area, if I click on that load board right now, as on the brokerage side, um, I guess it's the, the truck finder. I could tell you all the drivers on that board because they're the same ones that's always been on there. Same thing. If I post a load on truckstop.com. I have a feeling, you know, in a certain area, of course, I have a feeling I know what drivers are going to be on there. I mean, we, we, you know, we all do that. We all see it and all that. But now another thing, I'm glad I wrote in my notes here because I almost forgot, you know, as I talk about all this technology stuff and about the emergence of technology, I say this as a dude who's not even 30 yet. I turned 30 very soon though, but from a dude who's not even 30. So a lot of these drivers who are old enough to be my dad, which is the majority of them, you know, a lot of them, you know, I, I even had some say like, Craig, I wanted to comment in the group about the technology, but I don't want to look like a dumbass. Well, the first off, the first thing is we all learned how to use a technology. We all didn't just start using it and know how to use it. Even me, it's just maybe us younger generation people, we just click more buttons. We just test out new things to kind of get a bigger grasp or a better grasp on the technology. But nonetheless, I say this and I'm glad I wrote it down because if you're a driver, broker, dispatcher, whoever, a logistics professional, and you're struggling with the technology that you have within your operation, or struggling to understand the benefits new technology can provide within your operation if you introduce them, call the technical support people with that company. I mean, everybody has it, whether you're using, I mean, my, I don't even want to call out names to give them clout. The load boards, the tracking services, you know, the rate people, the TMSs, all of them, they all have tech support. If you can't find it, call the sales guy. I mean, you probably have an email from the sales rep who sent you all the confirmation jazz from getting set up. Call them up, tell them, look, Nancy, I don't understand this. I need to understand it or how I'm gonna be loved in the dust. They will tell you how to use it, set you up with a training or transfer you to someone who knows how to use it. I say that because it kind of amazes me sometimes when people are like adults are still kind of scared to talk up or say something that they don't understand and they rather say, nope, I'm not gonna use that crap instead of just learning about it. And I found 
We had to use something as simple as an iPhone, Mac computers. We had to learn how to use Mac computers. I used Windows up until five years ago. When I got a Mac, I about threw it out because it frustrated me. Now I only use Mac. Okay, I say this because with technology, I guarantee you there is technology out there that can help you within your operation. You just have to find it and use it and not be so damn stubborn, you know, with it. And I say that because, you know, I was messing with a guy back and forth over the weekend who said just that. And at first it was kind of uh, weird, but, and then he kind of understood what I'm saying. And now he's going to update me about all the people he contacted to help him with the technology. He said not a single person going to help him. I'm pretty confident they will. Uh, now let me see here. And now I see this is from, uh, do you believe carriers will be fair to the shippers without a broker? You said there is a predetermined fair rate. Can you explain more about what a fair rate is? Yes, great question. And you know, that's what I mentioned above, probably a couple minutes before I mentioned that last part about the fair rate. You know, these companies and also truckstop.com, they wrote it too. They talk about booked at a fair market rate or fair market value. I am not exactly sure what determines this fair market value. Is it data provided by, you know, a rate data company? Is it from the average of what is being posted? Does the person who controls the freight, such as a shipper broker, set a max limit that they will pay? And it'd be kind of like an eBay bid thing with a minimum to buy. I don't know. But, you know, when I do find out, I would let you know. I probably reach out to Truck Stop and I'm going to reach out to a few other companies just to kind of get a better grasp of it because I'm very curious. But if you're a driver who happens to book freight with Schneider, there's Schneider Brokerage. And if you book a load or end up booking a load using the Book It Now uh, feature on the truckstop.com load board, Please let me know. Please send me a message. We can even talk about it on the phone over the phone if that's easier for you. I am just curious the experience, you know, from a user's perspective, how it was, how they felt, how was the rate. Those are stuff that I want to know. The initial stuff right off the bat. Um, again, I'm not a broker or a carrier, so I can't test this stuff, you know, in real world scenarios. Um, and now, answering your first question, do you believe carriers will be fair to the shippers without a broker? And now this is a great question. I also look at, will the shipper be fair to the broker? Okay. Excuse me. Will the shipper be fair to the carrier? Okay. I say this, I'm putting on my, uh, my little brokerage hat here. Okay. People now when I'm teaching drivers or just kind of doing, going over tips and tricks, you know, as drivers, oftentimes I mention that uh, there's a lot of things, how brokers operate that drivers don't know, such as like when you get paid attention, a lot of drivers, I feel they think, uh, you know, the driver sits out the shipper for, you know, a set amount of time triggers detention and the shipper's just writing out a check to the broker and handing it to them. That is not always the case. You know, even hate saying it, even from working on a shipper, I can, you know, think of times that I've um, held out on detention or maybe um, question the broker on why they needed, you know, all this detention and blah, blah, blah. Basically been a hard ass on a broker as a shipper when it came to um, detention. So what I'm saying is, in a long form, what I'm saying is this, there's all the time that truckers, you know, they they get detention, maybe even layovers, extra charges, stop off fees, driver assist, all this jazz that the brokerage actually pays them that is not paid back from the shipper. Meaning the shipper may say, we don't pay for that. You either want the load or you don't. And at the time moment, you could say, you know what, if you're not paying me the 50 bucks to stop off, I'm not doing it. Or you could say, you know what, it's a great rate. Lord knows if I'm going to get another good rate. So I'm going to go ahead and do it. You know what I'm saying? So a lot of times these brokerages, they cover, you know, for the driver, because I mentioned in, you know, months ago, a video when I was doing more of a freight agent training, you're the contract or the relationship between the trucker 
and the broker, the contract should be between them and not what's between, you know, the broker and the shipper. And what I mean by the, uh, by that is this, a lot of times broker will say, Oh, Mr. Driver, I know you've been in detention for four hours, but my shipper does not pay detention. Therefore, I'm not paying you. That's BS because that is not how it works. It should be the driver, you know, it's determined or the whatever I'm trying to say. Um, the rules applies based on the contract be between that carrier and that brokerage, nothing else. Okay. And so again, long form, I do see some uh, some problems, potential problems with this. I can see some shippers not understanding that drivers have to be paid, you know, for the detention or all the extra charges initially. A lot will know, especially if they have an in-house logistics department with coordinators or dispatchers who cover trucks. However, I can definitely see a lot of shippers not understanding the extra charges that drivers, you know, are deserved with every day. And so I can see that. And now on the same hand, it said, uh, do you believe carriage will be fair? Mm, I don't know. And so uh, I don't know what you mean by fair because that's uh, that could be arguable. But fair as in rate wise. I mean, if I was a driver and saw ABC shipping factory, whatever, posting loads on there, I'm going at $5 a mile, all miles, my first quote. Not really, but you, that's how I'm thinking that drivers, they see a shipper, they're probably jumping up that price a little bit higher, but on the same hand, shippers will go on or post loads on the load boards with the understanding that they're expecting not to pay a brokerage, you know, brokerage margin or brokerage fee. And now I think the norm, the industry norm is 15%. So if I, you know, Craig the broker books a load for a shipper, the shipper can assume there's a 15% margin tacked up on that. And now those shippers who assume that <laughs> haven't been in the game in a little bit because uh, I have a lot of brokerage friends who own large agencies who are not making 15% right now. You definitely do. Sometimes you make more, but average right now is about a 10. Okay. So it's, you know, a $1,000 $1, load, hundred bucks, whatever, after all said and done. But I'm only saying this because shippers, I guarantee you, they're going to expect to pay less for freight, which in a lot of times it's going to be right up your alley because, you know, let's say if a shipper is paying a broker $1,300 on load and the broker is only paying you, you know, $1,000, the carrier is still getting more money even if the shipper pays, you know, the carrier $1,200. The shipper saving money, carrier is getting more money. How much more can you win? It's the ultimate win-win situation. And I'm saying this with my broker hat on. Even though it's made to push out some brokers, thin the herd, if you will. That's just how it is. I think that's why I like technology. So I always explain things in a lot more words um, than what needs to be done. But the main takeaway with that is it's be a known carrier, be a known vendor on these, um, you know, on these load boards. Um, even if you don't need a post, just post your truck. Even if you think you may get something, post it. Start building these relationships with the people you find on the low boards because I'm telling you, and I can promise it, people are going to start flocking <laughs> like some geese <laughs> to these low boards. And that's kind of like what you want. And now, of course, in my group, freight brokers and truck drivers, as you work with these shippers or direct customers, um, I definitely have resources in the uh, group under the files tab and even scenarios under the units tab in the group, freight brokers and truck drivers. Definitely check them out there. Of course, scan through them. Make sure what is written fits your business. Don't message me saying that there's grammar, you know, grammar errors or this doesn't work, blah, blah, blah. If it doesn't work, throw it away. If it does, great. Use it. It's free. Do what you want. Print it, copy it, give it to other drivers in hopes 
that is um you know helps them out uh but lastly here one thing i wanted to mention about since we're talking about freight agents um but i can kind of or you know speaking upon that but i can kind of use it for drivers as well even when you're on these low boards using the book it now features continue to look at everything or the sales process as relationships and treat it as one okay and now i say it because you know even with these book it now it's um something that kind of scare me initially when you think about it i guess i'm throwing that curveball in here is the lack of the relationships it could potentially cause or you know change and now what i mean by it when you pick up the phone even though it's annoying to talk to a broker or broke you know 100 brokers a day 50 if you will um, you're still building a relationship, especially, like I said, when you're talking to the same people every single day, you're kind of building relationships. Even when you're using technology to your advantage to en- enhance your trucking operation, still look at the sales process as relationships because that's exactly what it is and exactly what you need to be to be successful. And now, if you're using the booking now or if you're negotiating with the brokers, you see it on these freight marketplaces and it's not the rate you want, don't freak out or go over emotional with these brokers when you call them up. You know, Tell them your reason for the rate. Tell them why you need more, why you know you need to be profitable, what have you. Educate them yourself because you are a professional or you want to be hauling, you know, the truck and trailer full of stuff down the road. And so I want to say that because, you know, it, it's been a lot, maybe just over the weekend, a lot I kind of thinned out, messages them, you know, one-on-one. But a lot of drivers and agents, as they're going out, uh, trying to find their shipper direct freight, they're getting discouraged when they're going in, they're being told no. And now you may have seen the post I put on my uh, my Facebook page, Craig Bliss, over the weekend on Saturday or Sunday, which is the box or the box of, of the box of donuts. And I took the picture of my local Dunkin' Donuts here in Phoenix, and because you can um, put your logo right on a box of donuts, how about that? Talk about the ultimate way to get your business name across the gatekeeper, because I think that's the whole point, you know, or half the battle, if you will, is getting across these gatekeepers keepers to persuade or to show the people in charge of the freight that you are a professional that you can handle it like one okay and so as i say when you're building these relationships remember it takes more than one or two days to get exactly what you want at least when it comes to freight you rarely get what you want on the second or third date so keep going keep sending in those donuts keep sending in that jimmy john's you don't even have to do that send a card stop by just whatever you know Find them on LinkedIn. I don't want to get too much about finding shippers. That was on the last video. But use the tips and tricks on last video to kind of find shippers. But the end result is even when you're using the technology to, you know, book freight by saving time, um, you know, without speaking to the shippers or the brokers of that matter, don't forget about sales and don't forget um, or don't eliminate the actual sales process out of the equation because you still need it. Sales is still based on actual human relationships and not just you know everything you see um you know from the computer through the app or whatever but like i said i am always here as a resource if you guys are struggling with a technology or want to know more especially about truckstop.com um technology they're coming out i'm excited because i am pretty sure truckstop.com has more stuff in their sleeve you know i'm uh I don't know what they're going to come out with, but I'm pretty excited. Maybe I reach out to see if I can get any sneak peeks. And of course, I'll share it to y'all. But anyways, if you haven't now, please share or listen to my podcast on trucking.fm. Um, easy find. You just grab your iPhone, Android, whatever device. Go to URL browser. Type in trucking.fm. Boom. Pops on my podcast just like that. 
or continue to watch me live here for Make More Money Monday, sponsored by truckstop.com. On my page, Craig Bliss, as well as my Facebook group, Freight Brokers and Truck Drivers, where we have a ton of people. You know, I don't know for sure, but like 16,300, 16,400, both freight brokers, truck drivers, a great group for all things, you know, professional and logistics industry. Uh, so go ahead and join if you have now. Like I said, share this, join the group, everything you can, gather up all your resources. But I'm definitely glad you made it with me today. Next Monday will be Monday the 11th. Oh, okay. November 11th, which is actually Veterans Day, is the next time you and I will meet on Make More Money Monday, sponsored by truckstop.com. But until then, as I just said, continue to use me as a resource. You guys see my page, my page, Craig Bliss, my business page. Click it, message me. Sometimes it takes a day or two to answer, but I always get back or continue to email me at craig at freightbrand.com. Almost got mixed up on my words there. But regardless, until next time, say no to cheap freight, remain professional, and let's make more money. I will see you guys on the flip side. Whoops, I'm trying to cancel it out. See ya.